if you can't be happy and rejoice with those who gain spiritual victories, just because you weren't the one who led the charge, then maybe it's time to get right with God. Ain't nobody got time for that type of conceitedness. It's not about you. Welcome to Life Words Day by Day. Ain't nobody got time for a lot of things, but especially in the work of the Lord, ain't nobody got time for conceitedness. Listen to what it says in Judges chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. Then men of Ephraim said to him, to Gideon, What is this that you've done to us, not to call us when you went to fight with Midian? And they accused him fiercely. And he said to them, What have I done now in comparison with you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the grape harvest of Abiezar? And God has given into your hands Midian, Oreb, and Zeb. What have I been able to do in comparison with you? It's really difficult to understand the beginning of Judges chapter 8 and the contempt of the men of Ephraim towards Gideon if we don't see how chapter 7 ends. Chapter 7 concludes with the Midianite army running for their lives. And as they flee out into new areas, Gideon has called upon the men of Naphtali, Asher, and Manasseh. These are most likely some of the 22,000 men who had previously been dismissed by Gideon because they were afraid of war. And now they are called upon to help pursue and capture the fleeing enemy armies. Gideon also calls upon the Ephraimites, another of the tribes of Israel, to help with the capture of the fleeing Midianites. But the Ephraimites respond to the call and they capture two princes. They capture one prince and they slay him at the rock of Oreb. And they captured Zeb and killed him at the winepress of Zeb. But then, in the beginning of chapter 8, the men of Ephraim get up in Gideon's face and they say, Hey, you went to a fight, you set off a war, and you didn't invite us to join you until the end. On the surface, this appears admirable. But as we see Gideon answer, we begin to understand that the Ephraimites were full of themselves. Even if Gideon had invited them, it's not likely they would have been submitting to Gideon's rule. After all, Ephraim was strong in terms of military and economy, whereas Gideon was weak and was from the weakest clan in his tribe. The reason the Ephraimites were upset was because they were glory hogs. They were after fame and honor and recognition. They would boast in themselves and in their strength, which is the very opposite of what God was doing. God was reducing the size of the army in order to show that He was the mighty warrior who delivered Israel. And did you know that we still have the Ephraimite attitude with us today? That attitude is not concerned or impressed with the fact that Yahweh God has just delivered Israel from Midianite oppression in a miraculous way. They were just concerned about getting recognition for their part. The Ephraimite attitude has no concern for unity, fellowship, humility, or the glory of God. They just want to be out front. They want to be seen. But being united under the message of God and the mission of God, empowered with the Spirit of God, makes an unstoppable church, no matter who's leading the charge. And if you can't be happy and rejoice with those who lead out in spiritual victories just because you weren't the one who led the charge, then it's time to get right with God. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's not about you. When you pray today, please remember Jeremiah Shetty and his family, our missionaries in India. And also remember the Bocalano Sorsagon Lifeward broadcast in the Philippines.